You're listening to the Well Woman Healthy Lifestyle Podcast, episode number 129. And today, ladies, we are talking about the importance of sun protection. We are officially, ladies, in summer. And what does that mean? It means more barbecues, more beach parties, more trips to the beach, more baseball games, more anything out in the sun. And especially now that the world is opening back up, people are getting back outside. And I don't know about you, but we are in the triple digits here where I live and it is really, really hot. So today I'm coming to you and I wanted to talk to you about the importance of sun protection as we start moving into the hotter months, because I don't know about where you live, but June, July, and August are the hottest months for us. And we get into 112, 115 degree weather where I live and it's crazy, crazy hot. So protecting our skin from the hot weather is very important. So today I dive into talking to you about, you know, what is the difference between the different types of sun rays? Not in a very scientific way, but what's the difference between UVA and UVB? Then we move into talking about what does SPF really mean? Just so that you can get a clear understanding of that. So when you're standing at the shelves and you're buying your sunscreen, you know exactly what you're doing. Then I talk to you a little bit about some of the SPF misconceptions. Then we get into talking about natural sunscreen versus chemical sunscreen and why you should be looking and buying only natural sunscreen. Then I'm talking to you about some four areas, no, actually five or six areas that you naturally don't think about protecting with sunscreen that you should give a second thought to, because if you ever got burned in these areas, ladies, you know, it can be quite painful, but when you get to that part in the episode, you can relate to me. All right. Then I go into, I talk to you about, you know, how to protect your skin in the summer heat, not only from externally, what you can do from external things that you can do, what we talk about, what can you do from the internal side to help protect your skin? Then I go and I talk to you about what can you do if you get a sunburn and how do you protect yourself and what things that you can you do naturally to help you with the sunburn. And then I end with telling you, when do you need to see a medical provider if you got burned to what degree? So there is something in this episode for everybody and ladies, you're going to walk away with some knowledge that you did not have before because it's very important that if you're going to be going out there and having fun in the sun, that you protect yourself while you're having that fun. So with no further, let's dive into the issue and listen to the importance of protecting yourself from the sun. Hey there, and welcome to the Well Woman Healthy Lifestyle Podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Broad, Millennial Women's Health Guide and Certified Women's Health Nurse Practitioner. I invite you to join me and hundreds of other women who are curious about their health, want to be their number one self-care advocate, and want to build a health portfolio that is robust enough to carry them through every facet of their lives. The Well Woman Healthy Lifestyle Podcast is the only resource you need to start, grow, or level up your health to the fullest potential. Discover why women all over the globe call the Well Woman Healthy Lifestyle Podcast their go-to women's wellness hub, where we talk about women's wellness, we talk about business, life, and everything in between, all the things that pertain to us women being healthy. We are more than just a podcast. We are a community. Well, hey there, and we are officially in the month of June. And what that means is it's summertime, officially. So, you know... I want to ask you a couple questions before we start the episode and we dive right into our topic today of the importance of sun protection. So DM me over either on Instagram at Well Woman Network or 
come and join our Well Women Network 360 group on Facebook, or just, you know, hit me up wherever you feel that you can hit me up at and answer these questions. So what do you love about summer the most? Number one, what do you love about summer the most? Number two, what's your favorite summertime activity? And number three, what's your favorite summertime food? For me, my favorite thing about summer is that I love that it's light well into the evening, like into eight o'clock at nighttime. I love that it's light longer. Number two, my favorite thing to do in the summertime probably would be to um, go to the beach. Even though I don't go often, it probably is one of the best summertime things that you can do. And number three, my favorite all-time summertime fruit would probably have to be watermelon. Okay, so there you have it. So I told you mine. So come on over and get social and tell me yours. So hit me up at Well Woman Network over on the gram or come over and join Well Woman Network 360. Or if you are already a member of Well Woman Network 360 and you listen to our podcast, drop it in there and let me know. After all, ladies, social media is about being social. Okay. And I have a favor to ask too. If you listen to our podcast and you are also a follower, whether it be in our Well Woman Network 360 group, whether it be on our Instagram feed, or whether it be that you watch and you watch our videos over on Facebook Live or on Instagram, the most important thing is if you could, you know, engage, comment, just don't like. Liking is to me, you know, it's just anybody can do it, right? But comment on your feelings, whether you agree or you disagree and get engaged because that's what social media is about. It's about us getting social. It's like if you went to a networking event, you wouldn't just go there. Hopefully you wouldn't just go there and sit in the corner and never talk to anybody and never have a conversation, you know, and you would just tap like, 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 okay. You would not just do that. You would get out there hopefully and mingle or, you know, connect with people that you know, and you would start talking, have a conversation, learn about them and they learn about you. And so that's what I'm asking for you to do. If you follow us, like I said, on Instagram, engage, say something in the comments. We take a lot of time to write these comments and to ask questions and to really kind of drive the engagement to figure out what you want and to have a conversation because ladies, social media in of itself, just like this podcast or a blog or anything else is very linear. Okay. It's linear. It's one dimension. It's I'm sitting here and I'm recording and talking to you, but you're not sitting over on the other end and we're having a a two-way conversation, but we can, if you go over and you start having a conversation in all of our social media things. So when we put out posts and it's just me posting in a comment, that's a linear, that's a linear activity. But when you drive and you make a comment and we comment back and forth to each other, that's engagement. That's social engagement. And I think more than ever right now in the time of the world that we're in, and especially with regard to women's health, we need to be engaging and forming community with one another. And that's how social media exists. And we get to know so much more about each other, even if we don't live right next door. That's what's great about social media is that you can meet so many people in different areas and in different countries and different cities and states, and you can become friends over the internet, that is like a wild, but it is so true. So I just ask that, that if you really, you know, if you follow us or like I said, on any avenue or platform, please do engage and how you can engage here on the podcast is you can go and leave us a rating and review that really does help us out too. Okay. So answer those three questions. Like I asked, you know, 
what's your favorite thing? What's your favorite thing about summer? What is the favorite, what is your favorite activity that you like to do during summer? And what's your favorite fruit or food in summertime? All right. So now let's get into the importance of sun protection because you know, ladies, most of us, we love to go out and have fun in the sun. But before we can do that, there are some safety issues that I would like you to consider. So we're going to be talking about those today. As much as, as much as we, you know, we love the sun. Okay. And it is our main source of light on this planet. It can be dangerous at times if proper precautions are not being taken. Okay. Since this is a known issue, several products that have been created, have been created to protect us from the light coming through the atmosphere that are wildly, that are wildly, can I say that correctly, wildly available in almost any store. But why do you need these items? Okay. So we're going to talk about some things and we're going to get to know what is the reason behind sun protection. All right. So let's just start off with, this is not a science, you know, class here or anything else like that, but let's just talk about UVA, UVB and refracted light. And what do those mean in simplistic terms? Okay. So ultraviolet UVA, this is the sun's rays that are great for a lot of different things like growing crops, but they also have a very destructive side. Ultraviolet A light can damage skin and it can cause premature aging. This damage can cause oxidative stress on our skin cells and can manifest in a variety of cellular anomalies like skin cancer. This type of ultraviolet light passes through glass, meaning ladies that even if you are driving in a car, you can get sunburned. So you may want to be able to, you know, wear a sunscreen, even if you are driving in a car that has UVA blocking mechanisms to it. Okay. And sometimes people will, you know, if you are a person who rides with your arm up on the side and that's your thing to do, you'll notice that one arm usually gets, you know, more sun and gets darker color than the other one. So those lights are coming through from the front. They're coming through from the sides, unless you have, you know, your windows tinted, but it depends on how much tint you have anyways. So you can get sunburned or sun damage from even driving in your car. So just to let you know that when you are unprotected from ultraviolet A rays, these rays can penetrate deep into the layers of your skin and they can cause changes and damage if not protected. Next is ultraviolet B. UVB is somewhat different from UVA in that it can pat that this cannot pass through glass but it is responsible for some of the most serious cancers like melanoma that appear on the surface of our skin. This means that when you're out in the sun, you can be exposed to these rays during any time of the day. So UVB light is all the time. Okay. So it's mostly predominant from nine 30 to five. Now I know that most of us, you know, you cannot, well, if you work a nine to five job, you're pretty much going to be inside and you're not going to be exposed to these rays, but a lot of people work outside during these hours. And it is then that you have to really protect your skin from getting sunburned and getting sun damage because unprotected, these rays can produce a skin color change, you know, which, okay, great. We all want to look, you know, have a skin color darker, have a tan and look marvelous and beautiful, but they can also cause damage that you really don't want to have such as melanoma or, you know, basal cell carcinoma. Next is refracted, refracted light. Even when the sun isn't completely out, you're still at risk of exposure to the radiation coming from the sun. This is particularly true ladies when the weather is overcast. Water particles that are free floating in the air can reflect the UVA and UVB in every direction, making even, even a more easy target for your skin. 
So be sure to be mindful of how much time you spend in this type of weather to avoid burns. Remember that depending on the density of the cloud, a large portion of the UVB radiation can still pass through. It is also important to be extra careful if you are near water as the light reflects and causes a bad sunburn. That's why sometimes you'll notice that if you go to the beach, you can get an even more severe sunburn than if you were, you know, sunbathing, you know, just in your backyard where there is no water source. Or if you're around a pool, you can also get burnt a lot faster and a lot easier. Okay. So when you're thinking about buying sunscreen, making an informed choice isn't as easy as simply buying the most recognizable name brand or the one that says it's good for your babies or it's good for you or it's, you know, the most important, you know, the highest level of SPF. It's important to know what the numbers really mean and how they can affect your skin health. So what do the numbers really mean? So let's dive into that for a second. So the sun protection factor also known as SPF, is a relative measurement of how much light energy it can protect against to prevent a sunburn versus plain plain untreated skin. A lot of consumers are under the impression that SPF is related to time in which they are exposed to sunlight, but that is a common misconception among people. And that's also a misconception about sunscreen. The truth is more nuanced because there are a variety of factors and variables, ladies, at work when you are spending time in the sun. So these details can influence the amount of time each person is able to spend in the sun and even under a controlled circumstances, the results will vary from one situation to the next. So what are some variables that affect SPF? Those are things like the time of day, the tone of a person's skin, the amount of time between applications of sunscreen can drastically change the effectiveness of a sunscreen. For example, A light-skinned person will be more likely to get a sunburn during the afternoon portion of the day than a darker-skinned person at the same time of day with the same exposure time. If it were earlier in the day, however, that light-skinned person could spend two to three times as much time in the sun. So it's best to always be sure to keep applying sunscreen if you want to stay protected. And it's a good idea, ladies, to catch some time in the shade even if you are wearing sunscreen. So even if you go to the beach and you're hanging out and you want to get a suntan, you know, it's good to spend some of that time inside under an umbrella or the shade. So let's talk about some more misconceptions about SPF because, you know, companies understand most people don't understand how SPF works. So they'll make products with very high SPFs, which gives most consumers the idea that they can put it, that they can put it on. Okay. And then they can hang out in the sun all day. So if I have an SPF of 50, that means, oh, it's super protective. I can stay out all day long and I don't need to reapply or do anything else. But ladies, this simply isn't true because SPF is only a rating of how much light can be hit from the sun before a burn occurs. Higher SPF ratings are just saying that less UV light will get through to your skin, but some still gets through. Sunburns in general, ladies, can be a terrible thing to deal with. However, you know, many seem to forget that there are a few areas of our bodies that burn faster than others. So let's talk about, you know, the areas that we need to protect that we usually don't think about when we're out in the sun. Okay. We usually think about the bigger portions of our body and we think about mostly about the front of our bodies, but there's some areas and four, well, five in particular that I want to talk to you about that. We need to make sure that we're protecting and putting extra sunscreen on these areas. Number one, I hope that you would think about this is your ears. The human ear is covered in a very thin layer of skin that is filled with tons of tiny blood vessels. When you spend time in the sun, this thin skin is easily penetrated by harmful UV rays that cause the blood vessels to burst. 
This can cause a great deal of pain and discomfort in these sensitive organs. If you're prone to burn, you should not only wear sunscreen on your ears, but try to wear a hat if that will, if you're going to be outdoors for a long period of time, this will help protect you from being cooked in the midday sun and will really protect your ears because when they get burned, Ooh, it does hurt. Next up is your armpits. The armpit is one of the most sensitive areas of the body. This sensitive area rarely sees direct sunlight. And because of this, it is less likely to be equipped to physically handle prolonged exposure to UV radiation. It would be a great idea if you were to place sunscreen on them when you go out uncovered because the sunburn in the armpits will make for a very painful and uncomfortable night of sleep. Not to mention if you have to shave, how that hurts as well. And how do you get sunburned on the armpits, you may ask? Well, a lot of times you'll see people or even maybe yourself will do it. You have your arms raised when you're laying out and you have them placed over your head, you know, and your neck facing that way, and the armpits are exposed. And a lot of times we'll just put sunscreen on the top of our arms and on the back of our arms up to our armpit, but not all the way through our armpit and down. Okay, so think about that the next time you're slathering on the sunscreen. Next is the top of your feet. When you're out in the sand, it feels amazing to allow the sand to squish between your toes, and it can feel very warm if it happens to be a little bit more of a chilly day, but this enjoyment could come from can come also with a terrible cost or price to pay. This sensitive portion of your body spends much of its time tucked away in shoes that protect it from the UV or radiation elements. A sudden exposure to heavy amounts of UV radiation can result in a serious burn in that you aren't really paying attention to. Some people just forget about their feet and they don't pay attention to it. So using a sunscreen and being sure to apply it to your feet at least every two hours should help to keep your days returning from work and becoming footburn nightmare. Okay. So you want to cover those puppies up or lather them with sunscreen, just like you do with the rest of your body. Okay. Moving on is the scalp. And a lot of us, you know, know this too. And I have to do this too. And I'll tell you a little story in a second, because, um, it's very important to pay attention to where your hair parts. If you have a a prominent part in your hair and you haven't protected your scalp with a hat or sunscreen, you're likely you're going to get a sunburn there. And then when you go to try to brush your hair or blow dry your hair or do whatever you do to your hair, it's going to be very painful. I know that even when I do my hour walk at lunchtime in these hot days, lately it's been really hot and I haven't been doing it quite a lot in the sun, but I've taken an umbrella and I put the umbrella over my head, not only to just kind of, it takes the sun off, or I put a hat on when I'm walking around because I find that my scalp is getting burned a lot easier and it doesn't feel very good the next day. Okay. Moving on is the back of the knees. Even if you do remember to put sunscreen all over your legs, it's important to know that applying it again is the key to making sure that you keep yourself well covered and free from burns. The back of your knees tends to sweat, and we forget about this, which can then leave them vulnerable to the UV light that penetrates the sensitive back area of your knee. So like I said, your armpits sweat, your knees behind your knees sweat, and even if you put sunscreen on those areas, ladies, you know, it can sweat, the sweat can, you know, cause it to go away. So you want to make sure that you're applying it more often to these areas when you're sitting out and enjoying the sun. And the last one is your breasts. So I'm going to talk to you about this because generally speaking, you know, ladies breasts spend a lot less time in the sun than other areas, but there's a lot of you out there who sunbathe. Okay. Whether there's people that go to a nude beach. Um, there's also a lot of ladies who, you know, sunbathe nude in their backyard or they go topless in their backyard or they go to the tanning salons and they just go buck naked and that's okay. 
But ladies, these, your breasts are very sensitive to burn and they can burn quickly. And it can be very, very painful to have a breast or a nipple that is sunburned. And if you've ever had it burnt, you'll know you don't want to do it again. So even if you are going into those areas, you are sunbathing naked or you are sunbathing, you know, you're going in a, um, a tanning salon, make sure that you put sunscreen on your breast and don't forget to protect those areas either. And I know a lot of you don't like the tan lines, white and dark, but you know what? I'd rather have a tan line and have my skin protected than be all one color and possibly develop skin cancer, especially on the breast tissue area. You know, you don't want a skin cancer on these on certain areas, ladies. Trust me, you don't. So how can we then, besides sunscreen, protect our skin under the hot summer sun? Okay. So ladies, when you're planning to be out in the sun, it's also important to know that the sun rays can harm and they do harm your skin no matter what we do. And the longer you go out there without sun, you know, the longer that you go out there in the sun without protection, you are increasing your risk of skin cancer. It just happened. It just is. Okay. And no matter whether we protect ourselves or not, our skin is still getting damaged from the sun, but how much damage it's going to get depends on us. So let's talk about some things that you can do to kind of, besides the sunscreen that you can reduce your risk of that so intense sun exposure. Number one, you can wear a big sun hat. Like I just said, I wear one of those. Sometimes when I walk, I wear one, when I go to the beach, this protects your scalp, this protects your ears. It protects your nose. That's another area that gets burned very easily is your nose. And also your lips can also get burned very easily. And I forgot to mention those as well. So you want to put that, you know, heavy coating on your nose. You want to put the heavy coating on your lips and the combination of the salt water, the sun, can cause people, if you have a, a, you know, get cold sores often, that is the perfect combination to get a cold sore. So I would highly recommend that you put sunscreen on your lips. If you're a person who gets cold sores often, because it will help you to not get those cold sores, which are painful in themselves. And then also you need to look at your skin type. You know, if you're a redhead with blue eyes or green eyes, you are going to burn like a tomato even just walking out in the sun. My granddaughter burns like a crisp, you know, in two seconds when she's out in the sun, because she's got red hair and she's got green eyes. So look at your hair type. You know, if it's lighter, you got light, light eyes, you've got light skin. You're going to need to do a lot more to protect your skin from sun exposure and getting damaged than somebody who's got darker skin, darker eyes, darker hair color. Just that's just how it is. And depending on your ethnic background, how much more you're going to have to do. But no matter what your ethnic background is, you need to protect your skin. You know, if you want it to age gracefully, you don't want to have a ton of wrinkles and you don't want to get skin cancer. So again, wear a big sun hat. Number two, you go to the beach like I do, or you sit at a pool, sit under an umbrella. This one is simple and effective. Okay. It shades you. It's cheap. You can go to Walmart and buy one for 10 bucks. All right. I would suggest getting a couple of them so that you can shade more than a little teeny area when you go to the beach. And then we talked about wearing sunscreen. Now here, I want to talk to you a little bit about natural sunscreen and why it is, I choose natural. And I talked to all my clients about using a natural sunscreen and why it's only something that I use and something I buy and recommend to my clients and to my patient. And I'm going to, and I'm getting this resource from grove.co. First of all, ladies, Natural sunscreen is also known as, as a mineral or physical sunscreen because it uses zinc oxide and titanium dioxide or a combination of these two to block and reflect the sun's harmful rays from your skin. 
All right. Many certified natural organic skincare products are also free of other potentially harmful chemicals like parabens and, and, and phthalates. Most sunscreens on the drugstore shelves are chemical sunscreens. This means that they use chemicals like oxybenzone and avobenzone to absorb UV rays. And you don't want to use those, okay? Zinc oxide and titanium dioxide are the only two active sunscreen ingredients of the 16 currently allowed in the U.S. that are generally recognized as safe and effective by the FDA. Okay, oxybenzone, a chemical sunscreen ingredient that, made, that is made from petroleum, and that is used in 70% of sunscreen. Okay, ladies, you don't want to be putting petroleum on your skin. Okay, and here's the other thing about zinc oxide and titanium dioxide. They sit on the top of your skin, so they don't get absorbed into your skin. So you're not absorbing harmful chemicals into your body. Oxybenzone and the other one that I meant, well, let me go back up here. The other one that I mentioned, the avobenzone, they are considered to be endocrine disruptors, meaning they mimic and interfere with your hormones. So, you know, if you are a person who suffers from a little bit of hormone imbalance, these using a chemical, you know, or a synthetic kind of um, sunscreen over the summer can mess up with your hormones and can cause a lot of different th things to happen. And you may not want that. So you might want to be thinking about that. Okay. So use something that's healthier for you, healthier for our environment, and that is healthier for your skin. Okay. So I only use natural ones. I go to a health food store. I buy the ones that only contain zinc oxide and titanium dioxide. I do not use ones that have chemicals, you know, and you can find them. They come in sprays. They come in lotion. They come in creams. So get out there and buy a healthier one to protect yourself from, you know, all of the added chemicals. So besides getting a sunburn, you don't want to have all that chemicals going into your body as well. Now let's talk about some natural sun protection tips, things above and beyond the umbrella and the, um, the hat. Okay. So we, we talked about earlier, hang out in the shade a little bit more. So if you go to the beach, you can spend some time in the sun. Nobody says that you can't, but spend some time in the shade to kind of counteract the amount of the amount of time that you're spending in the sun. Number two, eat foods high in vitamin D. When you spend time in the sun, your body requires, your body produces a vitamin that gives you a, that gives your skin a more resilient quality in the form of vitamin D. And if you've heard me talk about vitamin D, number one, it's a pro growth hormone. It's the only, the only way that you can get vitamin D is through either supplementation and, or the sun. So studies have shown that consuming more D rich foods can go a long way in the fight against skin skin cancer and skin damage by bolstering your body's natural defense from UV radiation. Foods that are for that food foods that are fortified can be a great portion, sorry, portion can be a great option for this. And we've talked about those foods before. They're fish, liver, cheese, and eggs. And they're like, they have the, the fatty type of thing, like your salmon, all of those type of things. So if you're not eating fish a lot, then you definitely want to be supplementing with the vitamin D. And I encourage everybody to at least supplement with a thousand international units of vitamin D a day, no matter what, because 80% of Americans we're finding today are vitamin D deficient. And a lot of insurances are not paying for a vitamin D panel to see whether you have vitamin D deficiency or not. So you might as well just take it anyways. And then here's the other positive thing about vitamin D is that if you do end up with a sunburn, you're more likely to heal in a shorter period of time if you have vitamin D on board than if you have a low vitamin D. The next thing is use cold pressed coconut oil. In ancient time, some cultures would spread coconut oil on the skin before long periods of spending time in the sun or other outdoor activities. Studies have shown that while the oil itself isn't as effective as a sunblock, 
It adds a large protection of the vitamins and minerals that are needed to protect the skin from damage, resulting in prolonged exposure to UV radiation. Also, you can eat heavy fats. After numerous studies, science has discovered that eating a lot of saturated fats can also have a profound effect on your skin's ability to protect itself from UV radiation. Many of these fats can be derived from plant means, so that won't exclude anyone who doesn't eat meat. Next is eat more tomatoes. The naturally occurring occurring chemical lycopene is also associated with a stronger skin defense against UV light. If you were to increase your intake of tomatoes, you would get a heavier dose of lycopene. While all these methods work, it is more likely that a combination of them will get you better results. So, you know, eat more heavy fats, eat more tomatoes, add some coconut oil in there, and definitely get in your good dose of vitamin D. Those are all natural things that you can do to help your body internally protect itself from the sun. Okay, the external things are the sunscreen, the sun hat, the umbrella, spending time in the shade, those type of things. The things that you can do internally are these. Take vitamin D, coconut oil, heavy fats, eat heavy fats, and have some more tomatoes. So next, let's talk about if you do happen to get a sunburn, how can you treat it naturally? Okay. So the first thing is you want to make sure that you get hydrated. When you get more hydrated, it will help you to fight off the damage that you get from a sunburn. Directly following your exposure to the sun, go drink some water. A more hydrated body will distribute fluids to the areas that need hydration and your body can more easily begin the process of healing that is going to, that's going to be following a sunburn. It also helps if you go ahead and run some cool water over the area that was burned. This will stop the heat from continuing to cook the layers of skin where the heat is trapped. So if you are outside, you know how I feel about, you know, increasing fluids, especially over summertime. When you're sweating a lot, you need to replace your fluids a lot more. Next, you can make a baking soda paste. A baking soda paste can help you to heal your burn more quickly. All you have to do is mix some water, some warm water into a cup with a hefty portion of baking soda that has a consistency much like a paste. Once it's soft enough to rub onto your burn, gently spread the baking soda paste over the burned area of the skin. This will help to alleviate some pain and allow the body to heal a little bit more quickly. The next thing that I love is organic aloe gel. If you, can, if you can, pick up some organic aloe gel. This marvelous gel will help to both soothe and heal your skin. It is great for bringing down the inflammation that is caused by burns and will put your skin on the right path to healing. And we have two, we have a big, huge aloe plant in our backyard. And whenever we get sunburn, we just go out there and cut off a little piece of the aloe and rub it directly on our skin. Or you can place the little piece of aloe sometimes in the refrigerator to let it get cool. And then you press that, you place that on a burn and oh, it feels so marvelous. All right. Then the next thing you can do is oatmeal baths. With this remedy, all you have to do is put some uncooked oatmeal in the bath. If you don't want the oatmeal feeling, you know, feeling floating around in the water, you can place the oatmeal into, you know, I do mine. You can either place it into like a cheesecloth bag and put it in the tub, or you can also just blend it up in the blender and make it like a fine powder. And then I put that in the bathtub and it kind of just dissolves and make like, it makes like a milky bath. This helps to take out the sting. It helps to reduce the burn and it can actually help you heal a lot faster. All right. So lastly, I want to wrap this up with when do you get medical attention for a sunburn? Because I get that question a lot. Now, ladies, if you have just a mild sunburn, you know, yeah, it's going to be painful. And you can use things like I said, aloe vera gel, the baking soda paste, the oatmeal bath, all those type of things. But if you get a sunburn that is severely red and it's starting to blister and um, it looks gnarly, then you should be heading to your medical provider to take a look to make sure that you're not getting any secondary 
infections, you know, from that. You can also, sometimes if you get sunstroke or if you go out in the heat for too long, you can feel a bit dizzy, you can get dehydrated and it can make a sunburn even worse. So if it looks just normally red, that's fine. You know, it, it's painful. It's going to hurt a little bit. It'll go away in a couple of days. But if you start to see blisters, that means that the sun has penetrated, you know, into a first degree burn. And you may need to get those treated with special medication, maybe some silvadine or some other things that your medical provider can, you know, can give you, prescribe. But you want to make sure the most important thing is when you get a blister burn, that you want to keep that area clean. You just want to put cool water on it. You do not want to put like some people say, oh, put butter on it. No, butter will continue to cook it. You don't want to do that. You want to just put some cool water on it and you want to get some special medication if you're going to put that on there and you want to make sure that it doesn't get infected. All right. So go have fun, get out in the sun, but number one, be conscientious about how you're protecting your body when you go in the sun. We mentioned today several things. We talked about you can even get sunburn in a car. We talked about UVA light. We took we talked about UVB. We talked about refractorated light. We talked about SPF. What does it really mean? We talked about natural sunscreen. What's the difference between a natural sunscreen and a chemical sunscreen? We talked we talked about things that you can naturally do to help yourself externally to protect yourself from the sun. And we talked about things that you can put in your body internally that can help you protect your skin from the sun, to make your skin healthier, that is. And then we talked about, lastly, what you can do if you get a burn, how to heal, how to put and heal a burn naturally. And then we talked about when is the time to see a medical provider. So these are all just some tips, ladies, so that you can go out and have some fun in the sun, do your, do your, you know, tanning, do whatever you want to do it, but do it safely and do it, you know, with some knowledge, you know, knowledge about what you're putting on your body, knowledge about how long you can spend time in the sun, just don't do it, you know, half assed, so to speak, because you'll pay for it later. You know, do not sit out there with coat yourself with baby oil and use tin foil to get yourself, you know, a tanner. In those cases, go out and buy some sunless tanner. If you happen to be a light person like myself, I don't have a lot of melon, melanin. So I could sit out in the sun all day and cook and, and I could be a lobster red. And in three days or four days after it goes away, I'm kind of still the same color. So if that's you, then don't sit in the sun day after day, hoping that you're going to get a tan when you don't tan, just go on and invest in a good, you know, sunless tanner. And there's plenty out on the market, several that don't turn you orange anymore. They've, they've really come a long way since then. All right. So have fun. And, you know, ladies, I thank you so much for joining me today on this episode. I hope you learned some things and please go over and leave us a rating and review over on iTunes at Well Women Healthy Lifestyle Podcast. Give us a, you know, five-star rating if you can. And also just leave us a review. And ladies, here's the thing. Even if you left us a review on other episodes, you can always leave an individual review on every single episode that we produce, you know, or you can just leave the podcast in of itself, an over an overall review. We would love that. So we'd also love to see you over in our Well Woman Network 360 group on Facebook. And we would love to have you follow us over on Instagram at Well Woman Network. We have a lot of fun things coming up in store. We have our membership that we're getting, putting the finishing touches on and kind of just seeing what would be the better experience and how to deliver that to you that's coming up that we hope that you'll join. And I think I'm going to be doing a beta test. So I'll probably be looking for around 20 to 30 women who want to test the membership out at a lower cost than what we're going to put it out after that, just because I really want it to be a community and a, a personal, as, as personal of an experience that I can make a group type of thing. So, you know, we're going to try to make 
as much of it personal as we can and try to give some personalization to it in areas that we can. And in other areas, it'll just be like a group format too. So we want to get input from you to see how it works. You know, are you liking the material? Are you liking how it's delivered? How can we change it? So that's kind of like why we're going to have, well, I want to call it a beta test group, call it an alpha test group. Because I was listening to this podcast the other day and they were talking about, there's three different stages. There's the alpha stage, there's the beta stage, and then there's the delta stage. So the alpha stage is when you're collecting information to kind of see, is it working? Is it gelling? Do you need to change this or that? And then you move into the beta phase and then you move into the delta phase when you've actually perfected everything. So I guess this is going to be kind of like what an alpha beta phase type of thing, I guess. Well, whatever. So would love to have you. So if you have any kind of interest at all, um, also you can DM me over on Facebook and just say, Hey, I'm interested in the membership and I can shoot you over, you know, talk to you a little bit about, um, have a conversation about what that's going to look like and what we're looking for. All right. So thanks again, ladies, have fun in the sun and may God richly bless your life. And we'll talk to you next week and bye for now.